Hello and welcome to the Big 3-0, episode 30 of Misadventures with Mary Grace podcast. I am so excited to have my very first real guest on. It's not the flute. It is the man, the myth, the legend, my father. hey What's up, uh, Misadventures of Mary Grace crowd? It's not even the name of the podcast. Um... All right, yeah. So this is this is the legend himself. I'm so happy to have him in studio, which is his apartment. And there, <laughs> there are tons of cars driving by on the local freeway, as you can hear right now. So we're not outside. We are just we're in a place where the windows are not really properly in place here. So. Nothing to say about that? Oh. I've never promised you a rose garden. <laughs> we could start we could start from the beginning here. Because this man is a character and I think it's important that we start off at the beginning. So you're from you're from Brooklyn. Yes. We're Brooklyn that no, I know that. Oh, born, I know that. Born and bred. Is born like and a, bred. Is there like a saying you guys would say? Like, you know, I know there's like, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? You know, like, B-K-O-Y-N. Like, did you guys say anything or no? It was just like... Uh, no, I guess we took after the Beastie Boys and... No sleep to... Brooklyn! I guess that's about as close to a, a saying or a mantra that we had. Yeah. So you're from Greenpoint, Brooklyn, yes. which is now like the hipster capital of New York. Yep. Um, but before there were um, scarf-wearing, coffee-holding hipsters, there were prostitutes and Well, not exactly people... Brooklyn, but Williamsburg. Yeah, but very borderline walking distance. I mean, totally different. I mean, I'm not just saying prostitutes. I'm just saying like there was just, there was gangs and stuff, right? There was... There were gangs. There, you, was... You, there was the rival gangs beating each other up with bats. You were in the middle yeah, of that, yep. you know, but you were you were like, uh, like Switzerland. You were neutral, uh, right? Yeah, when they said to meet at a certain time to to have these fights... That's when I made sure to I had to take my mother to the hospital or something. It was it wasn't happening. Let's put it that way. Because you were cool with both sides, right? I was cool with both sides. I actually went to school with one side of uh, the group that was brawling with the side that I was hanging out with, and the guys at school would always tell me, you know, do yourself a favor, don't be here at this time, and I would get a warning and. I I always kept my nose clean of that kind of stuff. That was not for me. They beat each other up with bats. Oh, I I seen a guy get stabbed in the hand in, is... right in front of me. I saw I knew a guy who got his whole face slashed with a knife. Oh. Uh, I knew I actually knew two people who got shot and killed at a party. That's awful. Yeah, there was some crazy stuff going on in my neighborhood. Uh, it was. Uh, like a predominantly Polish neighborhood, but there was a lot of shenanigans, shenanigans going, going on. on yeah. yeah. What about um? What about Mimi? Well, uh, I used to work. <laughs> my my second job was at a place called a Public Scale, and it's in the heart of uh, the Williamsburg area. Now that's like what Mary just said. Uh, incredibly hipster. I can't even believe when I drive or walk past there how that neighborhood looks now, but. I would work in a in a like a one room shack, and it was a public scale where trucks would come on to these 
scales that were outside my building and I'd have to weigh them and and uh, they'd get a receipt and you know so there was a lot of shenanigans going outside uh guys trying to sell me VCRs which you bought which I well I paid for it but I I never got it he took off with it you know but uh that was besides the the point but oh, one day I was just laying in. I had one of those long lounge chairs where you could lay completely down. You slept was, on a jug? Uh, rarely, because you know it was you know unlike fifty-five-year-old dad, I was eighteen-year-old dad, so it was a big difference. So I had a lot of energy. So no, I would read my newspaper or listen to music, and I would just lay down on the just to be comfortable. And I remember somebody one popped in and looks at me and goes, "You want Mimi?" I looked at it. I knew it was a prostitute. I was like, "No, uh, I think I'll take a pass on that one." And uh, didn't she ask you a few times if you want me? No, no. She just, just asked once. me once, and then she was on her merry way. And uh, wow, um, I think I'm glad for both ends on that that uh, uh, that deal. Wow, that's yeah. I mean, and you go there now; it's insane. Like they're oh. they're filming movies, and you know, all the property's worth more than. You know, four or five million dollars. Coffee it's, shops. Yeah, coffee and, shops. Uh, Walgreens and you know, uh, you know, high priced apartments. And it's, it's, it totally boggles my world. mind. Boggles my mind when I see that. Yeah. Um, so I remember you were telling me about that one kid you were friends with. His name was like Krakowski or something like that. And he was, he was smoking weed or, or something. And then. Oh, so... You guys try to get, give him CPR or something? Yeah, well, uh, I, I wasn't long for going to school back in the day. You took off for like two months in elementary uh, school, I took right? off for six weeks, a whole uh, 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 term period at the time. How old? Uh, I was a sophomore, so I was, what is that, 15? Mm-hmm. So um, we would do all kind of nonsense. We'd go to the bar where actually was allowed to go back in the day you can get away with that shot pool uh did some illegal stuff with smoking and uh we would four of us would like the closest these four guys we would gather together in a, and there was like a open alleyway over by the by my school and we would go in there and we'd smoke and and we said there's this trick that if you smoke and then you hold your breath and you like hold the guy from behind and you're like pushing in like you're giving him CPR. <laughs> you guy will pass out. So two guys were like, sure this was going to happen. And me and this guy Palmer were skeptical about it. So we said, we're going to try it. So Palmer took a big hit and breathed it in and held his breath. And I gave him the CPR move. And then... So you almost had blood on your hands. Well, I definitely... because. The other two guys were laughing the whole time. Either they were so high or drunk or whatever. But this guy spun around like Ralph Cramden on on one foot and hit the deck. And this guy was about 250 back in the day, back in high school. And I thought he was dead. I was like pleading with these guys. We better call an ambulance or something because he's dead. How long was he unresponsive for? Oh, at least a minute. And, Mm -hmm. And I was panicking. And these guys... They were laughing. Because you were, you were the one that squeezed the Yeah, I, I was the one who's going to get go to jail for murder. So, but uh, somehow, some way, within about a minute's time, he popped up in groggy haze, and I don't know. But I, I, I guess I, I skipped my jail term there. I guess. Wow, that's like, that's like that myth. Um, 
if you step on the gas and the brake at the same time in your car, the car explodes. It's like that myth. Well, after this particular incident, I wasn't going to try any more myths. Let's or, put it that way. Or like I'll tell Nikki, who's uh, my little sister, your daughter, um, just to explain who she is. Uh, I told her if she falls on a lighter real hard, she's going to do some damage. It's Don't they explode? Yes, they do. So her if arm you, can fall off then. If you That's what I'm trying to tell her. throw one of those real hard upside down with a little bit of the the fluid in it, so it's it not will a myth. explode. That's it's what not I'm a saying. myth. So if she falls, I've seen it. If, she's, if she falls on it, she could maybe explode. That would be interesting to see, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it depends how she fell, but it could happen. Could yeah. happen, correct. That's what I'm trying to tell her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we have like a gas leak in the house. So I told her oh she falls goodness. on her lighter next to the stove. It's a done deal. Us and the pets, that's it. Your sister's going to be floating it out of space. Well... No. I tell her then. Um, so, that's, I mean, I couldn't imagine. That's, that's pretty terrifying. I once had a friend um, that we were, I don't remember what exactly happened. We were drinking something. And then, we were, it was, you know, me and, me and two friends. And we were watching some movie that I was making them watch. And then we didn't hear one of them speak for like 30 minutes. And uh, that was like the first time we really got drunk. And then we checked her pulse and she was alive. But that was very scary, Dad. Yeah, those those drinking and smoking uh, myths or stories. Uh, there's always a line of truth through them. Believe me, I've lived through a couple of them. So, uh, so you live next to... Uh, I mean, how was the poop factory there when you lived there or what? Yes, yes. Uh, we lived in... An area where most of Brooklyn's shit flows to. And it's, I guess, I don't know what they do with it, but it's the main factory where all of this stuff comes through. And it's... So, like, where falling into the Chocolate River in Willy Wonka, that's like a dream. This would be like a nightmare. Yes, especially if you don't like human feces. Yes, that would be correct, sir. Yes. So, are we, like, are you planning next year to try to take me and Nikki and not tell Nikki that we won't, you know, that we're going to do the, they do tours of that place. Yeah, they do Valentine's Day tour. I mean. You wanted to do that years ago. I wanted to do that years I spoke about ago. that on the last podcast, how you bought us the, the brown shirts. Yes, And it had, yes. like, a saying about. Yep fecal matter and how you wanted us to go and we were just against it because you, you really the, wanted us to go i believe the shirt had a, a poop figure with a thumbs up or something yeah and you guys just absolutely refused to wear those shirts even as little little children we refused. you didn't go with that but honestly i think it's gonna i think it's a very interesting process and i i mean the the poop part of it isn't fun and like i said on my other podcast it's pr- probably smells ridiculous and they're like disgusting and I, I don't know how you can go in there without a hazmat suit but i guess if everything's behind windows I just, I mean, but that's interesting how they're, what, what are they doing in there? You know what I mean? All I know is, uh, I got to tell you a brief story. When I was a very young child, uh, we would, it was me and a bunch of my friends, all around 10, 11, we would scourge around because we heard you could get dirty magazines at the poop factory because everything was scattered outside and they would shovel the stuff in. I People guess, would just throw it. their trash there? They would just drop their trash in. What do you mean so, burn? I don't know. I, there must be. It must have had an incinerator in there for something for paper goods and stuff, because there would be tons of paper goods, magazines. I guess the way people recycle back then, maybe these were from companies or whatnot. 
And one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've, I've told this to Mary off the podcast, is one day we decided to go down there. This wasn't a regular thing. This was one of my crazy friends at the time says, oh, listen, we can go see Dirty Magazine, you know. And as a 12-year-old, you're not, you know, you'll go along with anything and, you know, you just, you know, you don't know what you you don't know what you're thinking from one thing mm-hmm. to the other. But we went down there to try to get some, find some of these books and we or comics or Mad Magazines or something to that effect. And we walked down there and I will never forget this. There was a cow, an entire cow. It must have been about 500 pounds dead laying amongst these papers and these books right outside uh what mary calls the poop factory and i was just in shock and i still to this day i can see the 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 image in my head and just like for someone to go through all of that trouble to come out and dump a cow caucus in front i mean what did they think they were going to do incinerate this thing well i guess it's like we did like what we did with the mattress i guess you just when you put it to this on the side of the bank it's not our problem anymore the bank's gonna have to get rid of it you know the bank's been doing that for years i'm just i've always been trying to figure out in my head what happened there were they i guess somebody trying to take this thing to the slaughterhouse and because i'm thinking maybe they have to get rid of it in a certain way and they didn't want to pay for it they didn't want to do it the correct way like like i said we've been isn't that the second mattress we put on the side of the bank yes we're What's we're we're known for that yes and they I have remember, cameras so i mean i remember my na- my uh landlord coming up to me the next day and says oh hey, hey rich did you uh you put a mattress outside the bank i said no no don no i did not i have no idea what that we should have wore ski masks well no i guess mm. no i guess not because we're by the bank well next time we plant the christmas tree there we could do that i mean but i don't think it's smart to go next to like the bank with ski masks i just thought just to be like incognito <laughs> our look I we'll did. get busted for yeah. ski masks you robbing the bank no we're just leaving yeah. our mattress i didn't think that but that's good yeah, yeah we have a christmas yeah. tree yeah. outside that has been there for what now a month uh, yeah and things yeah. brittle as all yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, me, you, and your sister tried to plant one by the bank. It didn't oh, yeah, happen. no, it stayed there for a little bit, like yeah. a year. Yeah, right? Well, that was back in Mass, but then we tried it here in Long Island. It didn't, no, didn't, in Long didn't Island, work out well. We tried to just shove it in like a dirt area and like hopefully the Christmas tree would grow. But we actually did that back in Queens when we lived in Queens. We shoved it right in front of like, there was like a liquor store in front of where we lived and we just shoved it there and it grew there, right? And nobody I touched it. it. Grew, I mean, nobody, but nobody touched nobody it. Nobody touched it for a long, long time. It's fantastic. Um... So, you were you were a back slapper back then, slapping backs with people with leather jackets. Why 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 did that? What was the cause of that? Why did you do that? Uh, for some odd reason, back slapping, and back slapping of my friends and, and and cohorts have followed me throughout my life. Um, I started early on in high school. We all wore leather jackets, which you were too? called oh yeah all the time. Uh, wow. I believe I still have my original. And MC they, jackets. They were called MC jackets, a, a motorcycle, of course. None of you rode? No, of course not. Wow. We were all in high school. We Just bikes? We were lucky Scooters? if we rode bicycles. Yeah, I don't even know that. Everybody had big dreams, but none of us wore, drove, rode motorcycles. And to this day, as far as I know of, uh, uh, maybe uh, Eugene did. And his name was Eugene Sokolowski. So uh, one day the teachers called out his name. He said... Eugene Sokolowski and my other friend Kudrell yelled out, Sucker what? D- they uh, did that all the time? They did that to him all the time. That's, and he wound sad. up being a pretty big dude. I, I would never Be tell him he was going to suck on something. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Anywho, 
So going back to your story, I uh, we used to like to sneak up on each other, especially me and the other guy that I gave the Heimlich maneuver to earlier in the. This is before pod. or after the almost near death situation. Oh, uh, this was probably before, but okay. we had a in either um, freshman or sophomore year. We'd have this thing where we'd sneak up on the guy and slap him as hard as you could in the leather jacket. So uh, this was like a, a competition between us. It got so Who could so slap crazy. the hardest? So, and it was good. You'd catch somebody in like a hallway and the sound, the echo, it was like you were slapping somebody in the Grand Canyon. So one time I snuck up on this guy, Palmer, and I whacked him. The same guy did a Heimlich maneuver. And it echoed throughout the entire length of the hallway. And I got to tell you, it, it, it had to be one of my proudest moments. Because I think in my four-year or five-year servitude of high school, it was the loudest slap. So I was happy. Did he cry? No, but he was he cursed me out and said, I'm going to get you, Zapran. You left him there right, like writhing in pain? Yes, you just ran. And giggled my all the way through. Giggled. Yeah. yeah. So that wound up morphing into later on, uh, probably at the very tail end of high school, I was in an uh, uh, arcade in New York City uh, around 47th Street. They used to have tons of them over there back in the day. And I went with a buddy of mine, and he would wear a blue puffy jacket that he had wore it over his... The hood was worn over his head. So... Again, I'm still in that backslapping phase, and I wound up and I slapped him as hard as I could in the back. Before I knew it, he turned around, and it wasn't my friend. It was this large Hispanic guy who was now irate and ready to kill me. Uh, he didn't say nothing to you? Oh, he wanted to kill me. You ran again? I didn't run, but I tried to tell him and explain to him that it was... A joke? I thought it was my buddy, and I showed him my buddy's jacket. It was identical and whoever this Spanish guy's friend was, another Spanish guy was egging him on to beat the hell out of me, and he was twice the size of me. And I thought I was going to get Kareemed over there that day. But somehow, some way, I, as I live to this day, I managed to talk my way out the of charm. it. The charm. So that was that. So now we fast forward a few more years later to probably end of college days, and we're at the bottom line. In New York City, and we went to see. It was a very prestigious club back then. Very prestigious uh, club, a lot of great. It was a small venue with a with a show. You actually sat around tables and chairs, and the performance was like right in front of you. It was fantastic. You saw Darlene Love there, right? I saw Darlene Love. I saw cool. Sonny Bono. Uh, was there? No, he was at a Christmas show with Darlene Love. Okay. And on one particular show we went to, we went to see David Johansson, and I know for all you younger. People. He was the lead singer of uh, the uh, the New York Dolls in the early seventies. What song does he sing? And then yeah, he went on yeah. his own, and he went to do Hot Hot Hot. Yeah, everybody Feeling knows that hot, song. Hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. So when he did that song, he started a conga line around like the bar. So again, for some odd reason, it seems a weird pattern in my life. As he's passing by, he wore a leather I, jacket. Uh, no, I believe he had like a Hawaiian shirt on or something, oh, no. and I slapped him in the back real hard as he was passing by. He turned around and gave me the dirtiest look. Had it not been for that show, I think he would have marauderized me. Yeah, I think if he wasn't in the middle of the conga line, oh, he probably would have probably... He was not happy. Let's put it that I slapped him pretty hard. Yeah. Like, what if he would have laid a hand on you then? 
it would have been all wow. out. Yeah, because you would have fought I guess back, so. right? Back, th- back in the day, I would have probably fought back. How old are you then? Oh, I'd have to say in my early 20s. You're still slapping people in the back then? I'm st- it, 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 Fantastic. And, and then we have to wind up, Mayor, with the finale of all of this back slapping. I wound up taking it to a new level. Because uh, there's a place that I frequent quite often, and you know it. And we affectionately well, call this place uh, the yeah. Fat Man Crack House. So everybody, You affectionately call it that. Well, yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> seems to love it, so I stick with it. But uh, the Fat Man Crack House, for all you uh, uh, neophytes and beginners, is the Entenmann's Outlet, which might be a Fat Man's Disneyland because that's the happiest place on earth. You go into this place and every guy in there is fat and happy. He's carrying six cakes for half price and everybody's happy. You, you go up to him and here's where my back slapping came. You could slap anybody in the back of the air and say, hey, Paul, hey, John, you don't even know who these people are. But everybody says hello to you and everybody's happy and everybody has a big smile and everybody's 300 plus. It's a wonderful place. So it'll never be offensive there. Not there. It's, Every, it's, it's like a safe place. Yes, it's a safe haven for heavyset people, yes. And it's like, it's accepted. Accepted. You know, like you guys are protecting loved. each other there. You're carrying three boxes of chocolate fudge for $4.50. Why would you be happy? So the Fat Man Crack House is like a very happy place. Yes, without question. Like, the, I would call it the Disneyland of, uh, of fat people, yes. Yeah, I mean, I must say, I think the most comfortable I've ever seen you is... When you're in, like, groups of large individuals, like, that one time when you were with the gaggle of large black women next to the Patti LaBelle pie stand, it was like, if, if anybody's going to curve the racial divide, I, I think it would be Patti LaBelle. Without question. Without question. Without question. <laughs> so do you believe, then, do you believe, like, fat people of a feather flock together or no? Without question. Uh... Unless it comes to sex, then, then it's bad. Then you don't want too large people knocking boots and causing earthquakes or rumblings around the city. Other than that, yes, I believe that large people like to flock together when it comes to food, but no other reason. Do you, do you feel like you, you feel comfortable around larger individuals or no? Uh, well... I'd like to be the lightest one in the group so they would call me skinny, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm okay with it, you know. I own it up. I'm all good. (laughs) Um, I'm living large. So speaking of food, um, I know in college you did a presentation on a melon. Yes. So you can uh, fill me in on that. We had a, uh, a class where it was, uh, you had to have a demonstration. It was for speech class in college. And you had to make a demonstration. So I was lucky enough to, um, my partner in crime at the time was a, a, a guy named Bill who was good friends with me growing up. And we were in the same classes together. So in demonstration class, we were always very um, nervous. And we would drink ahead of time. So we were asked to make a presentation. And my friend decided he was going to demonstrate how to uh, spike uh, a cassava watermelon, which is a large watermelon. 
I don't, so, I don't uh, think it's a watermelon if it's called a cassava melon. Well, maybe it ain't, hon. I don't know. Oh. But it was a large melon. and You didn't even do your research on the melon? No. We just winged it completely. And we took the bottle of vodka, we just jammed it into the thing, and to the melon, and cut it up and served it to everyone. So I just find it hilarious that during a college course, we're drinking vodka-flavored melon, or eating vodka-flavored melon. And weren't they like, well, that's, that's the technique? Like, people well, really believed it was... We were just winging it, just being idiots. But people believed it and was, people like, something... people were raising their hands, asking us serious questions. I remember one young lady ra- rolled, you know, lifted her hand up and asked, Bill, what is a cassava melon? And I think we heard the word cassava melon off Bugs Bunny or something. And, and we just, just... And we went with it. And, we, and Bill explained it in a uh, physiological way. He said... Uh, uh, it's a melon that's grown in the hearts of Africa and grows to a great length. and Which is completely made up. Which We just winged it. Yeah, it was all winged. And weren't they asking, like, where do you get the melon? How much alcohol do yeah, you put in it? Yeah, we, again, it was just winging it. And, and what, did you, what did you get on that? What was the grade? Uh, I don't remember, but I remember my favorite thing was um, at the end of the course, my professor... Wrote down, I should become a professional comic, which oh, you're hilarious. seems to have morphed into my daughter. So, uh, <laughs> so I was very happy and proud of that. So, <laughs> I, uh, and what about the biggest part of the story, Dad? Oh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mary's waiting for a response, and I'm like uh, looking into the heavens. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, uh, Miss Adventures crowd. Um, what happened was uh, the next someone else wound up having, I believe it was like a two day for the entire class to have their presentation. You know, on nonsense lasted about five minutes. And I forgot, I think we got a B plus or something. The next day, you know, people were having these speeches where one girl began to, we, me and Bill, we sat in the back of the class and one girl like broke down. Telling a story is like, I, I I'm sorry, but my family is a family of alcoholics, and I know there are people in this class who glorify alcoholism. And at this point, me and Bill are looking at each other, feeling like glowing in ants, and we're just trying to spike a cassava melon. That's what we were doing. We didn't, we weren't, glor- we weren't trying to glorify alcohol. At least I don't think we were. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she did. Oh, she was crying, right? She was crying, and well, uh, is... me and Bill looked at each other quizzically and just said, "Maybe that wasn't such a great idea yesterday." How about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that didn't go too well. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're a character, man. Well, that's listen. That's, that was, that's where I get that from. That's uh, yeah, two characters. Yep, that was just that was the, never had a chance. We had the art. That was the art of winging it, hon. That's what it was called. You probably got a good grade on that too. I think a B plus. Well, That's pretty I remember, good for putting alcohol in a melon and I, calling it a day. I remember the professor had a slice of the melon, so I, I think it was pretty good. I think he enjoyed it. You guys over 21 then? If not, we were real close to it. Wow. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, wow. it was college. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like the one time I had to do some kind of, uh, I had to do some presentation in biology for uh, extra credit because I had a really tough time in biology. I used to tell you about that. And uh, we had to do it on, like, some kind of process where, like, 
a neutron becomes a proton and becomes a protein or something. I don't know. So I had to do like a presentation on that and then I presented it, but like I presented it just how I'm talking now. Like very like hmm, like quiz like very unsure of what I was even presenting on, you know? Mm. And then a bunch of people were asking me questions and I just told them you know, I think that's for Google to answer, you know? Well, that's good. You're ahead of the curve. I would have cut that class. Fantastic. You were never in school. Well, I did take a... You took off a month, right? I took off a six-week period in, in, six in week high school. period? Yes. To drink and, and play pool? Uh, I returned to my spot in gym six weeks later, and uh, my professor's name, her name was Mrs. Lax. And uh, she said, Richard... And she would say my last letter of Richard with a T. Richard, where have you been? And I'd say, relax, Mrs. Lax. I had business to attend to. And, uh, business. So uh, she's, uh, yeah, she wasn't too happy with that, me returning. But uh, somehow, someway, it got smoothed over. I got zeros for that whole marking period, as you could probably guess. But Relax, Mrs. Lax. Relax, Mrs. Lax. I love that. Yep. So, uh... Baseball season's coming up or no? When yes. does that happen? Uh, spring training, I believe the first games began today. You think the Mets are going to be good this year or no? Uh, it's always a wild card with them. Yeah, I it's always, it's lot, always a bit disappointing. A lot of variables. You know, they, you know I think with any team that has a chance, a lot of things got to go right. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping it will be on the upswing, but there's a lot of variables. Remember, was it, I think two years ago, like the Mets were so bad. And then there was some inebriated woman coming up the steps. And she, you could tell she was sick. And she was drinking. And she looked like, just like paler than a ghost. And the Mets, I mean, they must have been losing by like, what, five or six? Which is, which is the usual. You know, the Mets, which it's, was al- the it's always back something. Which the day, yep. It's always something. And she's walking up the steps. And she's ready to vomit. And I remember our whole section... Thanks started chanting, yeah, and it was all all because of this guy. Um, what was it? We want chunks. We want chunks. We yeah. We want chunks. We want chunks. We want. Ch- You're not gonna do it with me. We want chunks. We, we want, want chunks. chunks. We want. And that's chunks. awful. And then she threw it right in front of us. That was like you know, like when you're at SeaWorld and they you're like in the splash zone. And remember the the worker came up and then she had that she put that like evaporating powder on yeah. it and it just disappeared yep. it, was, yep. it was disturbing and she missed some we had to call her back it was oh yeah we had the, we said you forgot some because it was it right was next to us it was disturbing way more interesting than the game yeah i mean that was the highlight and this girl and her crowd wound up leaving and she left the yearbook behind so you i know, wound up you, scoring yeah, a free yearbook that up uh remember when that person was reading at the game that's amazing remember i was telling you they're reading the book and i pointed it out to you they're reading a book during the game wow talk about having no interest but i mean the Mets, when they're bad, they're bad. I they're mean, me and you used to sleep during games. Yeah, yep, yep, That's... yep. Good times in bed. And we, we paid for those a lot, tickets, a lot, too. So. A lot of bad times, but yep. A lot of bad times. Mm-hmm. Love that team, though. I mean, you know, you got. we're going to go down in flames. I mean, we're not, we can't switch sides. It's that's just not in our DNA, you know what it's I mean? Like, it's like, you know, being the the bottom people of the Titanic. Mets <laughs> fans. You're stuck. <laughs> and honestly, like, you know, if we can't root for the Mets to win, I guess we just... You know, we always have the Yankees to root against. That's so true. That, that's, yeah, you know, well, it's always something. Yeah, it's always something. Always something. So, uh, and that was next to the Queen's Museum. Yes. We went there only once, correct? 
Correct. One and time too often. One time too often. We went there. We were so excited because you know we, we were trying. We were on like a modern modern museum kick. You know. Right? Yes. We were trying to check out all these different places. Uh huh. And the one time we go, the exhibit is on trash. It's the trash exhibit at the Queen's Museum. And it's just like litter that was turned into tables, but it's like not where it looked like a wooden table. It was just like cans and bottles. Like it was cool and all, but I just didn't expect that to be like a museum that we gave a donation for. We gave it, well, knowing you, we probably didn't give a donation. No, no, no just, we just walked it, it really was just like a lot of trash. weird garbage going on <laughs> over there. Remember they had the photos of the girl running around picking up trash? It was like her picking up trash yeah, was, in the park, her running around like. Uh, her running around a parking lot, and it was just like her, like like really like feverishly running. Yes. And it's like you saw, like you know, it looked like her toupee was gonna fall off. Um, but or her with like the like, stick uh, and everything. There was like uh, still photos of like her with a mop outside a bathroom, then her with a and mop wasn't it, she inside was mop- a bathroom. She was mopping concrete, right? She was yes. Like- it was just it was. Uh, we looked all looked at each other, and we really were like, just let's get the hell out of here. The whole something. the whole exhibit was on trash. Yes, it was all about trash. Yep, yep. And it was trash. And it was trash. And that... my favorite part of that day was sticking about uh, 20 uh, circular newspapers from the museum into your sister's book bag. Oh, her taking bad. it home and finding it like a I day remember later. That. She found that like months later. And it was all like <laughs> pamphlets on the trash museum. Uh, yeah, we've had, you know, we haven't had many great experiences at museums in general. I mean, well, modern art is, I think... Modern art, modern art, modern art sort of kind of sucks. Modern art is like modern garbage. Is really yeah, what I mean, it is. Like, I don't know how anybody enjoys uh, uh, looking at that stuff. Like I remember one time we went to, it might have been even the, the trash museum part of it. It was modern art, and it was like a shoe she found, and she put some dirt in it, and then she put like grass in it, and she painted the shoe, and that was like modern art. Hmm. I mean, I feel like I could have brought something of my own from home, and then just like put it there, and I think people would just stare at it and, like, have their hands on their chin. And I don't think people would know the difference. I don't think people would question it. I think it would just be like, okay, like, that's modern art. This represents life and death. This represents, you know, uh, yin and yang. And One day we should do that. We should, like... As an experiment. Have our leftover meal, you know, like... Just like the scraps, yeah, the scraps, and just on our on our table, our eating tables here, and just and we could put like just like a little tag, like the artist Mary Grace. Like people would literally sit there and be like, "What is this? What is the meaning of this?" Zot, zot. Um, and then that also reminds me of the time we went to uh, that modern art museum in the city. I don't. What part of the city is that? Uh, the village, and it's the new museum. The new museum. So we went there, and the one time we decided to go there. I mean, how old was Nikki? How old was I? Oh. Your sister had to be about 11 or 12. So that was about eight years ago. I'd say she was 12. So that was eight years ago. Yeah, that was that was quite the disaster. I mean, we went there. We thought that we were going to be seeing, you know, paintings and maybe like, you know, some statues or something. We go in there and apparently it's the whole museum is dedicated to like superheroes, gay superheroes having sex with each other, which is, you know... That's fine and all, but, I mean, we had no clue that that's what the exhibit was. And then Nikki, you know, my little... Gick was what, like, what? 14 or something? You know, staring at, you know, trying to make heads or tails of what's going on here. Superman giving Batman the business or something. Yeah, and... and She just starts giggling, and everybody's all serious in this... Yeah, she was giggling. Some kind of atrium. 
And then I just started laughing because I just thought it was, how ridiculous is this? And I'm and it was, my but it was floors. It was floors of it. Three floors. It wasn't of just like nonsense. I could see like maybe one picture, or whatever. This guy, no, you know, wanted to just. It was the whole. There was like six floors of just. This guy superheroes, had some kind you know, of fetish of with superheroes. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We should not care to bother speculate. On yeah, that, I don't. Yeah, was, I just. I'm surprised. Three that, floors of this garbage. Yeah, it just, I like, I could see like modern one, art. <laughs> that was modern garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had so then and then the other floors were I remember they had just like a room with strobe lights and they were just like big multicolored animals and there was like remember there was like that water machine you stick your head in it and it was like fish in there remember that yes and that was weird but then it was just there was like a big bodyguard you know standing in between all the multicolored animals and their strobe lights yeah, but the lights then, would go off and, and then, then we, your, your we, we were would, like we were like where's nikki and, and then she's sitting on one of these animals and, and the, the then, guard was not and happy. all you see is like her sitting on one and then her off and then the security guard chasing her and then her like being next to us and the security guard is like you know what's going on like nikki she was like standing on and sitting on all these animals because you know she's just a kid so this for her that looked like a, a playground and uh, it was just funny. You see, like, her, you know, in one motion. And then you see the, the, the bodyguard. And then she's across the room over here. And then... Yeah, did he say anything to you? Or? Yeah, he did mention. He says she's not allowed to do that. She's not allowed to go <laughs> That's on. That's awesome. Nikki so, thought it yeah, was like, lost a, her, like a ride or something. You know, we lost her for a good five minutes, you know. Yeah, you and that's know? that's what she was up to. She wanted to play, you know. She didn't know that it was... And what, what does that represent? I mean, what, do you remember? I, no. I read it and it was like, okay. You no, know, like, it sure, would, it means that. It would just be like... Solid colored animals scattered through a room. I had with no lights. idea what, what what kind of nonsense with that strobe it was. Lights. Just, you know, you know, we, we're laughing here thinking about it, but like I brought you there, so what the heck? I mean, holy mackerel, what was I thinking? And then they also had the, they had, a water machine, with cups, sort of kind of like closed off a little bit. But we just thought it was out of order. But my dad saw there was still water in there. Like, you saw there was still water in there. Yeah, I was thirsty. So you just went over there, and then somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, sir, that's part of the exhibit. And he's, like, drinking all the water out of the thing. But, I mean, what what did that represent? I don't know. I took a drink of the water, and 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 she's like, No, sir, that's part of the exhibit. And I said, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I thought it was just, a, you know, like, to help yourself to the water. I says, this is modern art? She goes, yes, it represents the passage of time. No, that was the pills. They had the... They had like that. They had like a machine that was dropping like one pill, pill caps at, at one pill at a time into like this big, you know, area, like this open area where just the pills would like stack up. And you were taking them out and giving us, giving it to me and Nikki because it was open to be able to touch. And then they also said, don't touch that either. That's the passage of time. And you're, you're destroying the passage of time. I, was I mean, like, we were okay. trying to get a souvenir. We were I, having yeah, fun. Yeah, we were little... And did you know? I didn't think that was no, part of the exhibit either. I had no idea. They had microwaves, remember? They blocked those off and they said that was part of the exhibit. Oh, my goodness. And, and then, you went into those rooms where they had, like, two, like, random pictures of somebody and then, like, a telephone with no cord. I was like, what is this garbage? And then the... Remember they had all the TVs and they had the... the you put on the headphones and you think maybe music's going to be in there or something like that. And it was the women... Just, the same woman screaming... At different pitches on all the televisions. Yes. Remember that? Well, like they went and there was like some kid running around the jungle area. Remember that? Just, just. Wait, that uh, there was a child being paid to do that. In the in the like the video. Oh, in the video. Oh yeah, it was just like a kid running around in circles yeah, and then like in a and then a woman area. screaming, you know, and like holding her her hands to her face. And I was like, what? 
And, like, other people there were, like, perplexed. They were, like, sitting there and just really thinking about, wow, this is, this is something else. And it, remember they had, like, a sledgehammer there just sitting there, too, with, like, broken glass? Well, I mean, this, I, I could do this in my backyard. Eight years later, and I still can't figure out what that nonsense was all about. I mean, but if you had to choose one, the trash museum or the sex museum, or, well, I guess, I mean, wow. it was the Batman, Robin Hood, Robin sex. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want to see that again, so I guess I'll go with the trash. The, the, but at least at least the other place had more of a variety than the, the trash yeah. museum. I mean, the trash museum didn't really have much either. Nope. But that's why I guess we don't really, we don't care for modern art really anymore nope. because every Thank time goodness. we've gone, it's been, it's been an ordeal. Yep. It's kind of ordeal I can live without. Honestly. Um, so due to COVID, me and you couldn't really, you know, travel or do anything this year. And what was it, two years ago we did the cross-country trip? Yes. And how many states did we do? We did... Oh, we uh, <clears throat> we went... Um, we started in um, uh, Chicago. And then we... I'm sorry, we started in Ohio. Then we did Chicago. And we went to Memphis. And then we did... Um, and in Memphis, that's where the guy was doing, like, some kind of breakdancing and he like got very aggressive with you and did the breakdancing like in your face and wanted you to give him some money and then you sort of kind of just well i told him if listen i'll make a deal with you you go up to that top floor of that building jump off the window i'll gladly give you a dollar do something that's you know that's a little different than than everybody else pal and uh, i don't know if he was too thrilled with that but i wound up not giving him a dollar so didn't do nothing special. He was just breakdancing in the middle of the street. Oh, and you didn't, you didn't look amused, though, anyway. No. Like, I mean, I guess if you were smiling, walking towards him, then he would, like, aggressively start dancing, like, yeah. right next to you, because then maybe he'll get some at you, but it was just not, it was just not no. the right time, you know? Uh-uh. It was not the right time. Uh, so continue? Yeah, and then we went to uh, New Mexico. Oh, uh, New Mexico is where we needed to get gas, and we saw a place that looked like a gas station. It, ha- it was a gas station with no pumps. But everything was painted like neon. Yeah, this and was in the middle of the night. The middle this was like three in the morning. Middle of the night, absolutely in, in the middle of absolute nowhere. And there was like the mystery van from Scooby Doo. Yes, but it was broken down. It was like broken down. So somebody took this and painted it. And then they had like it looked like an old gas station without the pumps and everything was painted neon or whatever. And then the sign for where where the gas station shack was said Alien Jerky. And I said Dad, I don't think this is a gas station because there was no pumps. But he was going to ask if there was gas anyway. And I think he wanted to get a snack. But there were, like, bars on the window. And I told him, I said, Dad, please don't go in there because I think if you go in there, I don't think you're going to come out. Because I'm thinking that the alien jerky, that could have been something else, I'm thinking. Because when we left there, I looked on the map and tried to put an alien jerky and nothing came up. That place was not even on the map. Yeah, it was something right out of House of a Thousand Corpses. And uh, I'm so glad I listened to Mary because... But you were walking right in there. You were yeah, just on full of steam. You were going to go in there and just... I was really hankering for my snack, yeah. But I thought better of it. And I said, Mary's right. And the broken down Scooby machine sort of did it for and me. And that place like doesn't exist, though. Like If, if we were going to scream for help, nobody would help us. You know? and Yeah, we were really... You're literally in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the desert. So I just think that was really like a... Like a front for some kind of illegal activity. Or maybe... I don't know what they would have did to us in there, honestly. Because, like I said, that place did not show up on the map. 
and they made it look like it was a friendly place, alien jerky. You know, I wouldn't Once be surprised again, if there were actual aliens in that place. Right out, right out of House of a Thousand Corpses. Something it was, it, that really wasn't no joke. <laughs> yeah, Scary I mean, stuff. I mean, we're lucky that we didn't go in. Yes. Because I just... I didn't need that, that crumb cake that bad. Crumb cake. And where else did we go? Uh, then we wound up in Arizona. And we had the... F- and then um, Nevada, where we had the famous uh, exploding um, oh. tire glue trick. What were you trying to do with it? You were trying to test the, the tire, right? Because we had like the low tire. Yeah, the on. tire. And we were, we were like, kept going we on. were in Arizona already. So that was like, we need to get back home. We had to bring the car back to New York. So we didn't want any issues. We didn't have to call, we didn't want to have to call anybody or, you know, them make us try to pay for anything. So he brought his, his kit, which had the tire inflator with it and you put in the wrong attachment or what yes, happened there i put in the attachment that uh it's like a glue that you could put on the tire to patch a a, a, a leak or uh or a slice in the tire and i have to admit <laughs> it's the first time i ever did it so i attached it and pressed the button and it shot the glue all over us, all over me. It was all like over all over. Mary. And with, the scary part is it was all over our faces. Like the clothes is whatever, but it was all over our faces. And like, it's like rubber. So it was drying like yeah. immediately. I still have those shorts. Yeah, I have my pants are ruined from that. I had to like, I try to peel most of it off. But now it's like a brown stain and I still wear it out. Because it doesn't look like, like shit or anything. It's in the front. I mean, if it was on the back, then I, I couldn't wear it because it would probably look like I shit myself. But the front it's just like a it's just like a big brown stain but that's like the style now so like if anybody asked me i said oh you know i got these you know from a garage sale or whatever i'm making it like it's like the style but it was literally because you put the friggin' rubber attachment on and that thing and that was embarrassing going into that bathroom too with like the rubber like hardened on her faces yes and i was in there scrubbing everything off there's kids in yes. there and it just the worst part about it though you forget to mention that it was all over our rental car it was that and was, we couldn't get the stains out. That was bad, too. Yeah, there was, like... We peeled the the rubber off, but it still looked like a brown stain there. Like yeah. a, It looked like a grease stain. It looked like a grease stain. So... That was our last stop there? And then we no, and then California. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything. Then after, after we did we did Arizona, uh, Nevada, and then we did California. And then we, then we headed back to Minnesota for that great We did incident. California to Minnesota, and how long? Uh, 27 hours. 27 hours. That's crazy. It makes... uh, we drove for like 24 to 27 hours straight through. Straight through. And then that's when we, we went to a Twins game there, which is baseball. And then somebody left a, a cardboard sign on our car that said, what was it, hey asshole or something like something that? Something like that. You're parking in my spot. Or... And we were laughing because we, like, we were like, what is this? And then we got friggin' attacked and accosted by this this old man and he was like screaming at us because some for some reason he somehow he rented that spot but we're not we were told him we said we said hey we're not from minnesota we don't know and some lady that worked in that office building allowed us to like she put in the information and said that we were allowed to get that spot yeah and then this dude came out and he was just like living like irate like if if my dad wasn't there i think he would he probably would have killed me i think he was not happy yeah, he was yeah, he, he was, was losing his mind was honestly being a little bit aggressive um yeah and, and and then we quickly got in the car. We were able to get in the car. Because he sort of kind of ran up on us when we were already in the car, pretty much, right? That's what it was. And then we, you know, he was getting really close. And I backed up. And I thought I was going to back over his feet. But I didn't. And I drove off. And then that's when you threw your soda out the window. 
Just missed him, right? Yeah, I, I kind of aimed it at him. I just missed him. Yeah, He's, but now now that we think about it, I wish we would have... Like, that's assault. Like, we could have called the police. That was... Yeah. He was trying to assault us. So. Well, he's lucky I didn't get really mad. I would have I would have went out. I would have knocked him out cold, pulled his pants down, and took his wallet. But uh, he's lucky I'm a calmer, gentler race now. I mean... <laughs> I'm just telling it like it is. But, Back in the days, I would have robbed him. I would have turned around and robbed him. I wish I would have had my mace then, too. Yeah, that was that was, it was a, a crazy bad situation. situation. Yeah, yeah it was, it's, it's we, not a, it's not a funny situation. We're making it's a joke just, out of it, but it was it was like yeah, that was you know, terrifying. We were kind of unprepared for it, and that's like what you see on the news. You and know, extremely tired, and then we wound up in the next city, which was Illinois, which was just about our second to last stop, and we found out this guy had keyed the front of our car, a rental. And yeah, like I'm, I'm. We're lucky it wasn't our car. I mean, it was a rental, which is which is awful because I mean, he literally. That's destruction of property. Like that, that would have been a, if we. I wish we would have called the cops, but he was yeah, a maniac. Well, we had to well, get out of there. We didn't see it until we got yeah. to Illinois. So I was like, this dude, this dude literally keyed our car. And then, so what we did was, when we brought the car back, which is fantastic, because we we've had like a lot of issues with rental cars. I mean, mm-hmm. the the previous time we did a cross country trip, it was where was that with the the other one? Oh, I don't remember, hon. I no, I, but remember. Yeah, we got a crack in the windshield or something, a small crack in the windshield. We had a crack in the windshield, and then, like, we hit something where, like, the undercarriage of the, the under, like, the plastic undercarriage was loosened, and it was dragging a little bit, and, like, they inspected the car, and they didn't see that, and then we took, like, rose petals, or, like, what, what are the, what are those pink cherry blossom. the cherry blossom petals, and we put it over the, the crack in the front, and they didn't notice, Yeah, we put, was awesome. there's a cherry blossom tree outside, uh... Mary's mom's house, yeah, and so, we just loaded it up with cherry blossoms to and, the point where, and we got away with it, which was with which it. was pretty awesome. And then with the with the other um, car, so we had the exploding rubber incident, and there was like a grease stain. So we had that, and there was there was other issues with it, or no? It was just that. There was something else too, but yeah, I don't like, remember. Oh, like the, the key, the front, the the whole keyed, yeah front of the car was keyed, and then we it was awesome. We had like this old lady. That you could tell, you know, she had these large glasses on. So we, what we did was, with the rubber grease stain, we sprayed the whole car, the, all the seats with water. So all the seats looked a totally different color. So, for example, it was like light gray, but when we sprayed all of them, they all looked dark gray, and then you couldn't see the grease stain. I think I used Armor Roll spray. Yeah, so we sprayed everything. Like for a tire. Well, it was like a liquid, it was like a water kind of, like, solution. So then we put that all over the seats where it... It made all the seats look like it was that color, and then she didn't notice, which was awesome. And then we could we could breathe easy. And then she like took a good look at the front of the car where it was keyed, and we were like, "That's it, like busted and disgusted." She's gonna make us pay for the whole front fender and everything, and she completely missed it. And then me and my father drove off that lot faster than. You gotta love those googly-eyed old ladies, man. Yeah, we, you gotta we dro- love them. We drove out of there so fast because once once you're off the lot, they can't do nothing to you. Mm-mm. Legally, they can't do nothing to you. Nope, we were out of there. So that that was Feet definitely don't fail me now. <laughs> that was something, man. Yeah. So yeah, we're just we're very lucky when it comes to that stuff. Yes, we've actually got away yes. with. But like, none of that was our fault. Like the 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 freaking there was like a there was like a, a squirrel dropped a nut on our car, and freaking broke the windshield. And it was like, what is that? Ugh. You know, that happened. And then, Ugh. 
well, then the rubber was our fault. But then the keying wasn't our fault. And I don't think in that case they should make us pay for it. No. But then we weren't paying for the insurance either. So they could say, well, you know, if you would have, if you paid for the yeah. insurance, it would have been covered. Sure. Because we never do the insurance. We like to live wild. We like to live yep. on the edge. We like to save money. We certainly so, do. Sweetly. Sweetly. Uh, so we did that. Yeah, so I mean, the, we, had, we had a lot of fun on the road. But it's just... Fun hijinks, yep. That's tough, though. I mean, it's tough being on the road for that long because you're just tired and anxious. But yeah, this year, uh, we have nothing really nothing really going on because of COVID. Nope, just a lot of Pac-Man and a lot of sleep and uh, Yeah, you and that Pac-Man, a lot of eating. Pac-Man machine is going to be the death of me. He got a new Pac-Man machine, and uh, he had one of his friends come over, and his friend has like a 64,000 score. And like I'll, I'll be sleeping, and he's over there playing Pac-Man, and he's getting aggressive and violent with a Pac-Man machine. And I said, hey, if you continue that, you're going to break it. And he still shakes it, and he, sh- he still punches it. Because he can't get past 25. And I said, then, that's okay. It's going to take time. You know, did uh, did uh, Caesar build Rome in a day? No. It's going to take time. Did Albert Einstein create math in only in one, I mean, however old that dude was? I mean, did he do that instantaneously? No. He had to do the X, and he had to do the 3.4, and he had to do the, uh, you know, how, how many times is this going to that? He had, he had to figure all that out. So, I mean, it's going to take time. So you can't get angry. Well, all I could say for all you kids out there, the the, the bet is, uh, will the Pac-Man machine go out the window But the next time I'm a guest on Mary's podcast? So uh, we'll keep you updated on that one. <laughs> well, you know, I think that I think that about wraps it up. Do you have any, like, final words? Do you have any, like, words of wisdom or... Um, my, the only thing I could say is, I'll end it with this. If your underwear is dirty, clean it. Uh, I'm giving two thumbs up to the audience out there. You've got the best podcast in the world right here, my <laughs> daughter Mary Grace. And uh, in the great words of the immortal, uh, uh, a great man. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Bye, crowd. Well, I love you, Dad. I love you, awesome, too, man. So, Fist bump. There yep. you go. Peace out. Peace out, brothers. Do say, do say. Do say, do say. Hasta luego, uh, Misadventure crew. Love yous. And like Arnold said, I'll be back. <laughs> again. Again and again and again. <laughs>